0: The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The
1: Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by
0: RacingDunes.com.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Magic and I'm Mike, and this is the Magic Mike Show, episode five one seven. Mr. Savage. we got real derby derby odds. What's What's that? We have real
0: derby odds. Did you see that?
1: no we have real derby odds what is it
0: circa put up, up 202 kentucky derby horses this week and so you can actually bet on this year's kentucky derby if you'd like to do that
1: well that's the thing it's you a can bad. do it's december 7th you can bet on the kentucky derby do we advise that no but do we advise you possibly uh booking that yes if you can do that of course do it legally really- but yeah
0: I will say this, at least every horse was, I think it was the shortest price was like 20 to one, but there was a plethora of horses that were 50 to one or more and like a bunch that were over a hundred to one. I think there's only 25 horses under a hundred to one. So at least like you can be like, Hey, I really like this horse. I'm going to take a flyer and bet like, you know, 20, 30 bucks to still out, Get a nice little payout on it.
1: Well, uh, speaking of payouts, uh, not much of a payout. If you played the late pick five at Gulfstream Park today, December 7th, it was the uh, card that we covered back on Monday and <clears throat> pretty chalky i if it was a place pick five mike i would have cashed uh, a couple of different times there but uh my single having the lead in this stretch and looked like he was going to take off and somehow losing in the opener it's like well this is already a sign not to play this back so it, which was the correct decision i ran second in every single race today
0: yeah i probably should have pressed to pick five now that i look like look back at the sequence i i had the other i had the five as well so the three ended up re rallying in that first race every other horse that won today was must use only one of them was second one other one was a second pick so like that was definitely a pressable sequence and guess what we learned from that mistake we'll talk we're talking about the late pick five on saturday here that like this one is one of those where i want to focus on okay like i don't think this is going to pay a lot again but i want to specifically target some horses i think it could help the payout so i'm just going to play a single press ticket this time uh to see if we can get that going you're on mute magic You're still on mute, magic
1: sorry i just realized i was muted there <laughs> i was cursing out the fact that blinkers office is still live right now uh no the uh <clears throat> the goldstream park to uh odds for saturday's card just populated two minutes before we were supposed to go live and so we were late this time because i was scrambling to rework my ticket uh it was just like you know the two three you know the top three choices in odds wise were my top three horses in the first leg. I can't do that in a $96 ticket. So yeah, there we go. Apparently also, uh, with those, uh, those efforts and goobers over there on blinkers off, they drew for the fantasy league. We got pick 11, which means we're on the horn. So we got pick 11 and 12 pick 22 and 23. Uh, right. No, that's wrong. 24. Uh, whatever it is. I like where we're at because if you can't be first, this is kind of the position you want to be in. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize there were 11 teams in this year's league.
1: You didn't get the memo? <laughs> no.
0: Nope, I missed that one. Yeah, so we'll Doc see. says yeah, it's a
1: great start that you you don't even know that Doc's in the
0: league. <laughs> well, I, assume they, I assume they kicked someone out. They let everyone in and then added the doctor, doctor team?
1: Yeah. Two, two Docs, no balls, I think is what we're going to call them.
0: <laughs> have we have we we'll talked about how one. well I don't, i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say
1: we'll save it for the text chain. but we've got Goldstream park saturday december 9th the late pick five races seven through eleven. And a couple of different uh, actually three different two-year-old races so plenty of horses that we're gonna see kind of as two-year-olds now get ready for the championship meet as three-year-olds for those big stakes races so let's get into it buddy rise up All right, my first leg of the Gulfstream Park, Late Pick 5 on Saturday, December 9th. Race 7 has eight two-year-old males running a one-turn mile on the dirt at the N1X allowance level. And there's a good chance, Mike, that we see multiple horses come out of this race and appear on the 2024 Kentucky Derby Trail at Gulfstream at Tampa Bay Downs elsewhere. So uh, an exciting race, definitely one you want to watch. As far as betting goes, who's your top pick?
0: Oh, just saying snarky texts. Um, let's see here. <laughs> top pick? In the seventh. All right. I didn't get creative here. Like I said, I, I felt like this was one of those sequences where I kind of like my top three picks are kind of chalky in a couple of these races. And so I'm going to try and see if I can be right in a couple other races where I'm going to chuck favorites and see if that makes a difference. Uh, topic here. I'm going to go to the six horse catalytic. Uh, look, it's eight to five in the morning line. Saffy, Joseph, size picks up the mount here like the fact that this horse didn't have the lead early in that first race kind of was a, a little bit wide but able to then sustain it and blow by everybody going six and, a half. six and a half, not an easy distance to debut at and there is a boatload of speed in this race so i do want someone who's gonna be able to come from at least a little bit off the pace and to me catalytic is that type of horse. uh love me some catalina cruiser as well so excited to see one of his sons uh here with a, a big time big time shot at being a good horse down the line
1: yeah, uh, top pick for me as well uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. This feels like that classic Louis Sais horse that has speed, but also can ration it or stalk a little bit. And when you ask him, it just phew, off he goes. I mean that uh, when Kevin took, you know, was on him and kind of just shook it at him, you just saw him like start to pick it up and like figure it out. And those ears were all perked and. Uh, off he went running so yeah great debut there you've got to love him for this spot this is usually a kind of race Safi will win with one of his better two-year-olds as well I'm for the life of me forgetting who the two-year-old was that he had last year who was in a very similar race uh, who won and had a couple spots on the derby trail didn't turn into much but this is you know at the time was supposed to be Safi's best two-year-old I went too deep here after reworking my ticket talked out and that's going to be kind of a theme for both of us right I also use the number seven C streak just to the outside he's the two to one second choice there's very few horses in here that like to pass if you look their running style right and especially going a mile that's a struggle we talked about why we like the six because he could set off the seven also showed last time off he could do that uh he had a pretty wide trip early was mid-pack but he was able to power home I love the fact that four horses have run back from that race. All four of them had improved speed figures in those next starts. Uh, One of them broke the maiden. Two others hit the board. And you also got to like the fact that the barn just goes, you know, we're going to debut him in a stakes race. And it wasn't one of those like April stakes where it's like, well, maybe half of them have started and the others are debuting. No, every horse in that race had won a race. Not only but started, but had won a race uh, because he was debuting. Three to one second choice. He ends up being two lengths behind the winner who was two to five, so very much expected to win. He's nine lengths clear of the third place horse. So he's nine lengths clear of a whole bunch of winners as a debuting maiden. To me that really caught my attention and I know the price is 8 to 5, 2 to 1, it's not great, but I I just think this horse has got a world of potential, Mike.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, this is where I ended up. So, like I said, I'm playing a three dollar ticket. I'm only going to be too deep in this leg. I'm going to be too deep in every leg except for one, actually. Uh, and this was the five or the six and the seven for me. I just I, I couldn't find a way around these two. I, I agree with Doc, who said, "Does the one have a chance to wire?" Yeah, but I like I'm I don't want to use five to two, eight to five, and two to one to start off a ticket. So you kind of have to decide where you want to where you want to shorten this up. Um, and I I agree with what you said as well. Like, look, the last race I thought was more impressive. That first race, great debut effort, loved it nice to see in the stakes at moment, but that last race to be able to have a bad start, break from the 12 post and still be able to beat that field. handily, I thought said a lot about the horse one by four and a half and was, was really kind of wrapped up in that spot. Um, so I was, I was six, seven. And then one was my third horse. The price I liked a little bit here was the five horse, um this is second off the break for fausto gutierrez that would be my number like if you want to try and play a 50 cent ticket and you want to figure out how to get a price in here uh, the five is the price for me but i think it's gonna be tough to get around the one two or the one six and seven here and the six and seven are gonna end up on the ticket for me i like the five to kind of fill out your exotics underneath the fact he's coming out of that
1: mile allowance race already uh, it was at Indiana, but it was, you know, in two turns, it's still a mile, and, and the fact that he's going to be doing that, uh, bringing that experience here is a plus for him. I just don't, I think a lot of things have to go wrong. I think all of these horses have to be disappointing, the one, the six, and the seven here. Um, the one in veiled, you got Irad jumping aboard a, for a barn that he's ridden for twice in the last year, but both of those horses hit the board, and one of them was a win. Um, I, this is the horse that I cut off because of the odds. This is the five to two third choice, but... It might be the fastest horse early. And I read jumping aboard is a real sharp, uh, a real big attention grabber and was a neck behind a st- uh, stakes winner last out who went to the Remsen and just had a really horrible trip, but still was in the Remsen. Some people thought he was a contender. Did you consider the one at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is the third horse for me. But uh, like, uh, you feel like the one's gonna go, the two's gonna go, the three's gonna go. Uh, like the five has some speed. The seven wants to be, or the eight wants to be forwardly placed. And all of a sudden, you're like, uh, the six might be pace too. We don't really know if we're gonna see a different version of the six going the, the added distance here. So when you factor all that in, it's like ah do I really want this horse at five to two, especially with the way that I'm structuring my ticket. And to me, it just didn't make a ton of sense. I mean, if you're, if you're going to end up four deep here, yeah, I get it like that. And that makes sense to me that you end up using that horse, but man, it, it is tough to, to put a horse like this in there. If you're going three deep and you're using the other two favorites.
1: Uh, all right. <laughs> Excuse me about that. Uh, oh, we got boy. everybody
0: that you're using, right?
1: Yes. I'm just going six, seven. <laughs> yeah. Just the same thing as me. All right. We'll move on. Second leg here of the late pick five at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. <laughs> December 9th race eight. We've still got two-year-olds. These are maidens going a mile on the turf course. You see here, twelve of them, all colts that are in the field. Four also eligibles, including one gelding on the outside. Uh, again, plenty of horses that you could see, but not necessarily on the Derby Trail, but in all of those big three-year-old turf uh, route stakes at Gulfstream Park that, that start off two thousand twenty-four. Who's your top pick?
0: I went to a little bit of a price here. Uh, give me the six horse wartime recess eight to one on the morning line. It's the fifth stable homebred uh, Warfront out of a Magladoro bear sabbatical, who is a pretty good racehorse herself. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those spots when Shug sends these horses down. They usually fire at Gulfstream. He's 10% first time out, but he's 14% when debuting over a mile, which is what we're going to be doing here. Uh, you get Luis, Luis size aboard, which I think is a positive as well. And look, I like, I, I, I'm not going to use the eight and this is one of those horses that I want to try and avoid. I get it's Chad Brown you get Ired Ortiz up so the connections are going to get bet. the first two races just weren't that good and so like this is a horse where I'm going to try and beat this one ends up as a second choice but to me that was one of the ones that was rather easy to leave off uh, when you're trying to play a little shorter of a ticket.
1: Uh, I didn't use this horse here. I think this is one that's going to need a couple of starts and and all positives that you mentioned in eight to one price is good but Uh, If you look at the Dam's family, which is a lot of times where I look to see, can they win first out? Uh, The Dam needed four starts to break her maiden. Uh, The siblings that did get to race, one of them needed six. One of them needed three starts, which was a full brother. One of them is three and counting, still a maiden. So there's no win right away as a two-year-old success in there. And and with it being Suge, again, you had good stats for it, but he's not someone that really just makes you excited about it. It's kind of pick your spots. You're picking this spot. Uh, I'm not going to go with that. The other horse that you used is my top pick, the number two, Air Invasion, who's 5-2 to two right here. For me, my, I think this horse is going to get a perfect round-saving and stalking trip. The one's probably going to go. The four's probably going to go. A couple others, probably from the way outside, are going to try and get up there early. Like these stretching out from a sprint to a route, you're getting Cheminade aboard. Four of his eight rides for Clement in the last year were wins. Uh, I've been on Cheminade now for over a year since Kentucky Downs 2022, Love that he's going to be hopping aboard this horse and racing at Gulfstream Park on the turf. And the winner of this horse's debut missed second by a head in the Central Park Stakes at Aqueduct next out. So another good angle there for the number two. Air Invasion, anything that I missed that you liked about the horse?
0: No, I like the stretch out, too. I do think the added distance is going to be a positive here for Air Invasion. Uh, nice sales price versus what the horse stood for. Um, and, and I agree with you on out as well. I think that's a, one of those jockeys that you do want to be playing in these type of spots. So I just ended up going 2-6 and uh, going 2-deep here. I did think there were a couple other interesting horses. Uh, the 10-horse Salakutish? I don't even know. Uh, this is another one. Salacious? I, salacious, really? That's, salacious. That's my second pick. Salacious. Yep. All
1: right. Well, I'll let you talk about
0: Salacious and I'll talk about it.
1: Uh, yeah. Six to one second choice uh, debuted on synthetic sprinting now stretches out to routing and moves to turf. That tells me this is the plan all along. We mentioned it on Monday's show, right? That Gulfstream had their turf course kind of revitalized and brought back a, like a new fresh turf course. So a lot of those turf races were put on that synthetic course. That's why they built it to give the turf course a break in the summertime. So Horses that maybe when the turf course wasn't running or wasn't available that were on synthetic, now they move to turf. That gets me excited. You look at the breeding. This should be able to handle two turns, right? By it out of a Bertrando mare, which makes this horse a half to a multiple grade one turf winner named Midnight Storm. Uh, you get Reyes and D'Angelo together, 18% winners in the last year. I did use both the D'Angelo horses, the number nine to the inside as well, but let's just uh, focus on the 10 Salacious. I'll go back to you. What did you like about him?
0: Uh, For me, it was, you mentioned it, the stretch out here. I think that's huge for this horse. That that five and a half furlong uh, synthetic effort was clearly not the overall plan, right? The plan was to stretch this horse out, uh, especially when you have Tappet and you mentioned the the dam as well. So for me, this was one of those spots where uh, you could tell D'Angelo had a plan for this horse and wanted to bring this one back in this meet on this turf course um the route the, if you actually watch the race it just looks like the horse really wanted more distance like five and a half was never the plan and, and so you put all of that together and you get a good spot here with the Gulfstream turf i, I think it fits my only concern around the 10 was sim- simply where this horse is going to sit um but it showed like decent speed in that race i mean they went 22 and one and the horse wasn't like way out the back so not as worried about some others in here as am salacious to that early pace
1: yeah, I think there's enough horses in the middle that will go and also the 11 and 12 are gonna go that the 10 will sit yeah probably a little bit closer than that the horse also hit the gate coming out uh in the debut but was sprinting it's kind of bred to be a router so a couple of those five and a half furlong horses that were meant to go that distance probably just bolted the hell out of there uh, i did mention i also used the other d'angelo horse in here the number nine pet mat at 20 to 1 originally tried debuting in a turf sprint uh, but that got rained off at backwood Dock. now come down here to Gulfstream park uh it got to work over the training track turf course and now shows up here and so that excites me it's like all right they, they had the horse in the mud they said let's let's check the turf again and make sure okay yep no this is the right move we're gonna enter the horse in this spot and you know between the nine and the ten the d'angelo barn is won 19 at gulfstream park in the last year over and overall so the barn's doing well you have a capable rider in Javian toledo uh who usually rides up more on the northeast circuit but i don't know if he's down here for the meat or if he's just down here for uh because it gets really freaking cold at laurel park right now but Uh, Toledo a good rider here Uh, so he's the nine and then also another 20 to one shot the seven Oscars world for Brian Lynch this horse is debuting and Brian Lynch doesn't have great first-time starter stats and he doesn't connect that often with Perez riding but the breeding says this horse could win early you know by Oscar performance out of an Uncle Mo Mare so win early on both sides there and I really like that he had that really sharp time at Churchill Downs in early November on the dirt going a minute flat but then they came down to uh, to Florida and went right to that training turf course and decided, no, we still want to make sure this horse can handle turf. And from that, decided, OK, we're going to go we're going to go on to the turf race for this horse. And by the way, let's do one more gate work, uh, 48 and four. So not too bad. Uh, I like these horses at 20 to one as well. And you're going to say, well, I'm not going to talk you off a
0: 20 to one shot. But well, I think they both make sense. I mean, Pet Petman, I thought, was a little higher than I expected. If, if the 10-61, yeah. it felt like the 9-12-1, should to like so I was pretty surprised that that one was 20-1. to Only shot on the Lynch horse was the, the debut over a mile is worse than the debut going, going uh, <laughs> overall. But it's not a huge difference, also not right? <laughs> 10%, 10% and 8%, so it's like, okay, whatever. Not going to, like, overly knock that spot. Did you look at the four Halton at all? Yeah, for uh, for Mike Maker, I just was with this when I wasn't sure what
1: kind of trip he was going to get because the the one time that he was forwardly placed, he had a shot, but the other times when he wasn't and it was all on dirt, he just didn't have a shot. So I, I if he's engaged early, I think he doesn't have a chance because it'll burn out. I just don't see how he gets a winning trip.
0: Yeah, the, my big concern was the uh, look drew the inside the last three races only showed speed in one of those three races. That was a New York turf race where they went fifty one to the half right and that's like we're not going 51 to the half here and you're not drawing inside so i'm not sure how the the four makes the lead the horse that did draw the inside is it de oro 30 to 1 i think there are worse shots if you want to take a mm-hmm. crazy price in this spot uh that to me was like okay you go in that first race its debut race if you're debuting at a mile and an eighth which is all right <laughs> okay that's a decision um the horse showed a ton of speed and kind of quit after the 6 furlong mark we're only going a mile here and you like you look at the works the work show a bunch of speed they're, i don't really know who's gonna make the lead if it's not the one in here like they, they're a worse again i'm not spreading like crazy in this sequence but if i was someone like the one would be a horse i would use
1: uh i also want to bring up the fact that car or car Rama we were imagine. uh discussed what what'd you say now you're back you're oh, muted for a second i was fine Oh no, I was good. I mute wasn't on. Anyway, what I was gonna say, sorry, uh we we brought up before, you brought up that Christoph Clement, when he has ships horses and Dylan Davis goes with him, look out for those. Like he's kind of the assassin that travels. Uh and we're trying to figure out who, you know, if Joel Rosario is gonna be in California this winter, who's gonna be taking over for Clement. Carl Ramrod brings up odd's become an assassin for clement multiple tracks winning form at five plus one uh to odds uh, over the last few weeks so another reason to really like uh the number two air invasion there uh you brought up the number eight midnight council this is a chad brown horse seven to two ride ortiz jr riding it's a two-year-old maiden race at Gulfstream park on the turf you should think this is a spot we want to like but we've seen two races from this horse and two times that i went i don't know why you didn't win so that's why i'm against this horse It's gonna be way too overbet
0: Yeah. I mean, seven to two, probably going to be bet down from that number. I wasn't overly impressed with either of the races this horse ran. Like when you go back and you watch it, you're like, "Meh." we've talked about like the Browns debuting at Monmouth, generally not his best turf horses, uh, then goes to backwood. So like we completely skipped (laughs) really the, the more difficult New York meets and went to the weaker New York meets. And it's just like, eh, eh. All right, like I'm not going to get excited about this horse at what's going to probably be a short price with a horse that's, if it wants to be forwardly placed, it's going to have to sit two three wide on the first turn, and like if it's going to come from the back, it's not who you want to Gulfstream anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob brings
1: up uh, the 11 in a jam. For me, it's a horse that the post is going to compromise. I think it's a speed horse. I, I like the connections and I like what they're trying to do, but I think they just got hurt by that post draw.
0: Yeah, the post is pretty tough for the for the eleven. The twelve's a little interesting. Did you look at the twelve at all?
1: Uh, I had the same thought. It was that the post was going to be the problem ultimately for the twelve. But Velasquez is riding for Lynch, and it is the uh, shorter priced of the two Lynches.
0: Yeah, four straight turf horses, four hundred and fifty dollar horse or four hundred fifty thousand dollar horse, so expensive horse as well. Uh, it didn't like. There's an excuse you can say around the slop, and that this one's going to take to the turf a little bit. So like, don't think the twelve is is crazy here either. Like, this is if you're looking for the leg that is going to produce a price, this is the leg that I'm expecting it to come from. I just remember, both trying to beat the Chad Brown horse, third leg of the late pick five
1: at Gulfstream Park on Saturday, December 9th race number nine we've got nine males wow lots of nines here nine males three and up routing a mile in the 16th on the synthetic course this is the starter slash optional claiming level uh two turns on synthetic it was the death knell for us in the pick five that happened today Thursday December 7th where are you going
0: in this spot I am gonna single in my three dollar ticket here um look we're gonna fly that W again this is one of those like, Woo, really cool my boy <laughs> Uh, like just cons- always runs in these $20,000 allowances, right. Um, and it's, it just has dominated the synthetic horse. If you look at it, 10 wins and 21 starts, um, has beaten multiple horses in here multiple times. I felt like you had to try and get around the three tis romantic in this spot. And like, so I, I had no interest in using that horse. Fly the W should get a really nice trip here. There's enough speed that should be able to sit just off it. You get Luis Sayas back aboard. He's won multiple times on this horse already. I And this just this just screams like Fly the W is going to get the right trip. And and he is a very good horse as well. That's the other part of this. Like He, he yeah. likes to win. Um, so I'm going to single up Fly the W here. I love this
1: horse. I love every time that we get to go to Gulfstream, I'm like, is this Fly there. the W racing? Is he going to be in that? Always. Well, okay, so... Here's the thing, what I think is funny, it's like they're writing races for him, like for this horse, because it's like, he's very durable, right? And they're all just like, and shit, and people will keep running against him. You can beat him, it's hard to do. DeBona got him for $10,000 October 2022. Since then, 12 starts on the synthetic, seven wins, a second, four thirds, never off the board, never lost by more than a length and a quarter. This horse is just like, printing money and i love that debone has never had to risk him again but also never get him out of that starter allowance level there's enough horses that just keep showing up god bless him uh, Um
0: it's crazy how they wrote this Where like as long as because he was claimed for the price he was claimed for he can run in these forever and not have to be claimed yeah then, like, the uh it, it, it's claiming price
1: of twelve five or less, which he was claiming for ten k uh, yep. since December of two thousand twenty one. So he still has yeah. another
0: year. <laughs> so he's just going to hang out at this level, literally for like <laughs> the next twelve months. It's crazy. I mean, he ran eleven times last year. He's ran twelve times in two thousand twenty two. He hit the board in all eleven races last year. Uh,
1: they're gonna uh, yeah. And by the way, Chris Mello in the live chat is just singing the Go Cups Go song, which is pretty funny. You, I did I use it. What do you say? <laughs> uh, no, I did use the three. Tis romantic. He is the the nine to five second choice. So again, chalky. But uh, you know, the, my favorite local connections here are Saffy and Edgar Zayas. They won twenty five percent together in the last year. And since Safi claimed this horse for twenty k, all three starts I thought would be good enough to be in this and, and at least beat or compete with Fly the W. And he's taken a class drop. All three of those starts were optional claimers. He was in for that optional tag, but. He was facing uh, several allowance horses as well. Uh, now he's back down to the starter allowance level. So um, I think it's a good spot for him. But I, again, from a price perspective, I understand why you wouldn't use the three and the seven.
0: Yeah, and there's just a little bit too much other speed in here, right? Where I, If like the three I thought could really shake loose, um, and I think the four Veterans Beach is probably going to push him. If the three could really shake loose, I'd be a little more interested in the three. But I, I think you're going to get some pressure, and I think Fly the W is going to be close enough Um That's not going to that he's going to be able to run him down. I I did like if I wasn't playing the ticket style I was that the five and the six I thought were both interesting to me starship wizard and uncle Armando Um, Mm -hmm. starship wizard four year old that just kind of keeps getting better but is now turning from state bred to open company which a little concerned about and then uncle Armando has races that are good enough to compete with these just not as consistent as someone like fly the W.
1: Yeah, the six, Uncle Armando is, uh, if you wanted to go too deep, but you wanted didn't want to play the two shortest prices, this is the one I would switch in for Tis Romantic. Uh, I read Hopping Aboard and the horse crushed over this course and distance last out by almost three lengths. It's against 20k claimers, but this isn't exactly a, a stupendous group that he's coming in to face. Um, so, it, you know, it, I can see why you would use this, but also I read Hopping Aboard here of a na- last out big winner. I don't know what you're getting anywhere close to 6-1 to one either.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the other the other one, and someone just mentioned this in the chat here. Where is it? Rob just mentioned it. The two Bryce Canyon. Uh, this one was the other one where I thought it was kind of interesting because if you look back, there are synthetic races. First off, it beats, has beaten Fly the W, and there are synthetic races that win this race. I just don't trust this horse is in that form right now, and to me, that was mm-hmm. the biggest issue. Is that we'd have to repeat kind of that career best or career second best effort. And we haven't been anywhere near that. Whereas leading up to that effort, you could kind of see it coming, right? I mean, was claimed out of uh, out of the toner barn, came back and run that ran that career effort. But the race before it was close to as good as the race that we were claimed out of. Since we came back off the layoff, and yeah, three of them are turf, only one synthetic, not even close to as good. Now it may just be a Gulfstream synthetic thing with this horse too. Bryce Canyon, three for six over this track, three for eight at the distance. So uh, twelve to one, not a terrible price on the two. I feel like the two would
1: do a lot better at somewhere like Tampa. Like I get why they're here because you know Laurel and Colonial don't have turf racing for the winter, but Gulfstream's not just spot for. It. I think the two would be re- like have a really great chance to win. I think you know you look at that starter allowance race four back at Laurel on the turf. Like go find a spot like that at Tampa. I think you have a better chance because uh, the horse has just kind of gone backwards since I uh, got claimed off of Toner. Uh, race number 10, this is the penultimate leg of the Gulfstream Park, late pick five on Saturday. December 9th, race number 10. We have 10... Man, the numbers are matching up with the race again. 10 Phillies and Maris, 3 and up, sprinting 6.5 furlongs on the dirt. Nine of these horses are Florida Breds running at the N1X level. Uh, the two is... Well, still Florida Bred, but decided to be in for the 20K tag here. Uh, we
0: have the same exact two horses we're using. Did we use them in the same exact order? Uh, well, let's find out. I put the three-horse Nick's style on top here for Ralph Knicks, which, by the way, we've talked about this before. Like... It's kind of relevant when there is a name thing oh nice thumbs up with the little graphic there <laughs> uh, it, when trainers or owners have a horse that's named after them and then they end up showing out in the first race it generally means they're going to be pretty good uh I, this is one of those where i would a hundred percent guarantee you the horse is named after the tra- trainer since it's nick style um uh, this looks like a horse that like just as good i mean you look at the debut effort uh, if you go back and you watch it, the jockey was just wildly confident. Alvarado on him. Like he never thought he had a loser. Nix takes the horse, he has a long layoff, not sure why that happened, but comes back. Nix is 35% off these layoffs, two two dollar and seventy-seven cent ROI. This is clearly your fastest horse and what a field like usually in these fields you, you see a ton of speed. There's just not in this spot. Like this, this seems like it's a field that's actually kind of lacking speed. So I think the three's got a very good chance of going gate to wire here.
1: Same topic for me as well.
0: Yeah, it, I don't even really care about
1: like the the fact she's a 583 day layoff. Not not a whole Long time. lot longer Long time. you can come from a layoff like that. That's crazy there. Um, but you look at the steady work pattern since what the, the end of September. Um, so you've got that going for, and then. It's also kind of a weak field, right? Like you look at who else yeah. is around here. You're like it's not really like the toughest. Like it's great that she came in before the like January, February, because then she'd be in a world of hurt. Because then all the Browns and Pletcher's, the the Mots, they're all starting to come around, and then you're in, in a big trouble there. But yeah, no great spot here for her. Um, I love that Alvarado's going to keep them out. What odds do we actually get? Because five to two on debut, and it was a long time, but a smashing debut looks like it's really going to be a lone speed. Yeah, uh, nine to two. two to
0: one. Uh, I think I think she's the favorite, right? Yeah. Like, and right now the 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 six and the eight are the two favorites. I I, I don't think the six should be three to one. I think the eight should probably be your morning line favorite. But I I, I think the Nick style ends up around five to two, three to one, somewhere in that range. You kind of have co favorites with the eight, Gervin's gal or Gervin gal, Gervin girl.
1: <laughs> well, we're not neither we're not using either the six or the eight, so that's good. Uh, the other horse we're both using, uh, is the five to one fourth choice and really not expecting her to be contending for favoritism here. The number four steel racer, uh, broke this maiden going a one and a half turn mile at Ellis Park, uh, exits a seven furlong win at Churchill Downs. That tells me that six and a half furlong distance is going to be perfect for her getting Louise Sides back aboard makes the first start for the new trainer, Johnny Ortiz and both wins. Yeah, they came versus claimers, but I like that she was a Florida bred competing in Kentucky against much tougher horses than what she's going to be fa- she could have been facing at Gulfstream Park against Florida Breds. Like that was a much tougher group that she was facing in Kentucky even if she's in for those claiming tags.
0: Yeah, I mean I would say it's a lateral step at worst, right? Like so yeah. I mean Ain't Broke pretty good horse. Uh, ran against that one at the $75,000 level there a couple times back at at, uh, in, at Churchill Downs. I like the fact that Ortiz takes over. One of those trainers when he takes over a horse, it's I'll look at them quite a bit more. I, I look uh medina not a bad trainer but like to me ortiz has the ability to make horses step forward a lot of the times i love the fact that size picks up the mount especially because the last time he rode this horse the horse wasn't great it was at a mile and a 16th at keeneland lost uh ran fifth that day by 10 lengths size back aboard tells me he thinks there's some talent here and the cutback to me is a huge part of this this is one of those Mm -hmm. we talk about it a lot where let's it's the 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 course that's going along that's shown speed that's now cutting back to one turn again I think that this one-turn distance probably what we want to do. If you look at those races, Ellis is a one-turn mile. Churchill is a one-turn, seven furlongs. I think Steel Racer wants six and a half, seven furlongs at the most. And this this today is the setup where you have enough speed that it could set up well for speed, Steel Racer to be moving the best late. But you shouldn't be way out of it either because the speed you've been able to show at one-turn races. I would go uh, three deep in here. It would be the horse that Dennis brought up. The number five,
1: Sylvia V's heroes 12 to one, so good price here. Uh, for Steve Dwaskin owned and trained Philly it took her six starts to break the maiden but she did it too bad going seven furlongs here uh, over this dirt course and last time out was a big falter but it was first time facing winners uh, and she it just kind of was a mess of a start for her so I'm willing to scratch that off second time versus winners and cutting back a little bit and you also have to like the only other time she's hit the board it was going to seven furlongs again on this track so six and a half should be a good distance but I'm just not convinced she's good enough to beat both the three and the four.
0: Yeah. I I looked at the five. Um, I didn't end up getting there just because you really got to go pretty deep to find a race where she can compete with these, these horses. And like, that to me was a big reason why I just ended up with the three and four here. I I just, maybe they both aren't good. And in that case, someone else wins, but if either (laughs) of them is good, it seems like one of the two almost has to win this race. Cause I'm not a big fan of the six and eight. The 10 horse was my third horse in here, major price. And like, that horse isn't very good either. Like you're pointing at claiming races, 20,000 thousand dollar claimers that, that make you think that the 10 can compete with this group. And like there should be someone who is better than that in this group. So, uh, yeah, for me, it was just three, four. And, and I like, I really did not like many others in here. Uh, well, good stats on the trainer, Herman Walensky as well
1: for uh, s- small sample sizes, but, uh, 26% on the year and 31% in the last year, at Gulfstream part for Walensky. So, uh yeah yeah if, again, if you want to go deeper not a bad way to go but i'm with you three and four the way to handle that one the fifth and final leg of the late pick five at gulfstream park on saturday december 9th race 11 the feature event and this is the pulpit stakes hundred thousand dollar purse for 11 two-year-old males going seven and a half furlongs is such a stupid distance when you can do a mile on the turf course going two turns here lots of horses you could see uh become big stars at three-year-olds on the turf at gulfstream and even at churchill downs on derby
0: weekend what you got on top yeah it's funny because they also have a run-up at the seven and a half so it's almost a mile anyway because they're doing a first. mile yeah so why don't we just put it at a mile and not not start the gate a little bit closer anyway whatever uh i thought this was an interesting race i'm gonna like i'm gonna try and be noted here the eight um i, I respect what noted was able to do in the bourbon uh, but you also like you were set up by a pretty nice pace and and The horses that were fared well early didn't fare so well late. And that kind of leads me to my topic here, who also ran in the bourbon. I'm going to go with the three horse, double your money, six to one, Brian Lynch, Junior Alvarado aboard. That was a kind of brutal race for that horse. And it doesn't look bad, but like when you go back and you watch the race, it was pretty much three wide the entire time trying to make the lead. That's not a good thing to do at Keeneland. That ends poorly, and that's exactly what happened for this horse going a mile and 16th. We cut back from a mile and 16th to seven and a half furlongs, and I I realize the one has shown speed, so maybe the one kind of throws a wrench in my plan here, but I think the three has a pretty good chance of taking this field gate to wire at a pretty decent number. Yeah, I, I passed
1: on the three because of the one. And Doc, Doc actually brings up he likes the one prevent wire to wire of fifteen to one. Um, I just I between that the ten and the eleven, if either one of them can get over with that giant ass <laughs> run up, um, you know that they could prevent uh the gate, the gate to wire s- spot too. I a decent horse, but and I agree with you, the Bourbon was a tough spot. This is definitely a class drop, but I think how that race ended is a little bit how I see that ending here. We're just kind of getting jostled around late in the stretch and and maybe getting fourth or something like that, but that's about it for me. Uh, Top pick. So we've been almost full agreement every step of the way. And then this one, we only agree on one horse, and I went four deep. Uh, And it's not an agreement on the number five palm tree, but three to one horse is my top pick in here. Uh, First time gelding for Brendan Walsh, Luis Saez, a huge jockey. Wait, I do my Pete. Luis Saez, huge jockey upgrade. Uh, First time gelding, like I said, he's going to be more aerodynamic here. First time out here. If you watch that Bourbon stretch run, this horse was in step with Noted, but he had to slam on the brakes hard near the 16th pole. Declan Cannon did his best. Joel Rosario watched me drive a horse up someone else's ass move in the stretch and just had nowhere to go. But I thought this horse was running really well, Um, just slammed on the brakes. And so because Noted was right there at the wire and this horse was moving with him, I'm going to use him. I did use Noted as well. He's back on turf after he tried the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And I get trying to beat him. Uh, he's 9-5 favorite. He's going to take a ton of money. Uh, but you could look at the fact and say, well, why did he try the Breeders' Cup Juvenile instead of the turf if he was going to be better on turf? Well, one, his only stakes win was on dirt and Pletcher said that. Two, did you see the Juvenile turf? There's no way in hell that, that anybody from America was winning that race, right? But the Juvenile, fierceness won 15-1. to one. Like, it was the yep. right connections. It was Pletcher. It was Rapoli. This wasn't the horse that did it. I rad picked the wrong one, but still, you know, it happened. So um, I like that. And also, he beat the future door, uh, uh, Remsen winner, Dornock in that uh, dirt stake. So Note has got a ton of talent. He's just going to be a super short price.
0: Yeah. And that's, that to me was the thing. Yeah. I just, I couldn't take a short price here on a horse where like I was, I had the five third. So I, I agree with you on palm tree over noted as well. Like I'd rather have the five at a better price. And I thought that race was just as good on the turf as noted was. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, like noted to me is just one of those horses where either you love him and you're singling him here and you think he's going to air or you're not using him Right. And that, that's kind of is the way I, I approach this. Uh, I, palm palm is the horse I'm scared of here if I added one more mm-hmm. horse in this entire sequence it would be palm tree because I could see a world where palm tree just eats them up down the lane and that's the difference uh the horse that I use as the second in for me was Jay, was Liam's Journey the two horse here for maker and John Velasquez still a maiden so that's always interesting but you're getting a nice price here nine to two they love this horse I mean you can just tell based on the way that they have kind of handled it so ran at Ellis <laughs> Park Ran into restricted maiden sp- uh, sprint. That was clearly just a prep for the Kentucky Downs meet where you have a much more expensive maiden special weight. Goes for 157000 Ends up running second there. Then goes over to the grade two Pilgrim without breaking the maiden. I thought ran a pretty good race in that. Ends up running third to Arrogate Road this this is just a horse that should project to get a really nice trip so if you think the one's going if you think the three is going the two has enough tactical speed to kind of sit right there in behind them and just be able to pocket up and get first run on these leaders i think the two just gets a dream trip in this spot and and for me the big question is and you know doc mentioned the one uh, prevent going wire to wire and the synth over to, to turf and yeah that definitely makes a difference i just I think this is a different world of level of races. I mean, went 2550 on the synth. They're going to have to go a lot faster than that on the turf. We'll see if we actually see the speed to be able to get out there. Um, but I, I think Liam's journey just trips out here and sits right behind the two horses who project to have any speed in this spot and is able to just kind of make first run. And if you're good enough, you make the lead, you win the race. If you're not good enough, then the three double your money holds on and you get six to one on it. Uh, this was the last horse, the number two, to make my ticket, and I,
1: I watched that the race from the pilgrim, and I didn't love how he kind of accelerated because he definitely had to jump on Agate Road, who was the winner, um, and he got a ground saving trip, and Agate Road had to go wide, but it was his first time trying two turns, and you're right, they liked this horse so much, he actually was going to be in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, and then they scratched him out of it. He was a vet scratch, but he was, and it wasn't he wasn't also eligible, like he was in the race, and Carson's run was like, you know, farther out. Like Liam's journey was in the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf and just didn't uh, end up getting to run. So yes, they very much like this horse. Got to use it. It's If Maker beats me in a race, like I'm a huge Mike Maker fan. That would just piss me off to no end. So uh, like I said, I went four deep. I've got the three to one. I've got the nine to five. I've got the nine to two. Might as well go with another short price, right? Nope, wrong. We're going to go with number four, Reminder, 12 to 1. Jose D'Angelo, the trainer. Boy, I'm really betting on D'Angelo on this card. Don't let me down, Jose. Edgar Zayas rides this horse back for the third straight time. Last time out, I thought it had a pretty much better than it looked third. The top two finishers went 1-2 the entire way around. Uh, as you like to say, that's really something that's hard to do. So if you can do it, good, you, know, you must be pretty good. Very slow fractions. This is the only horse in the entire race that was able to gain some ground on them. And it was his first time facing winners. Zayas rode him to a four length victory, pretty much going two turns on the synthetic. I really didn't think this is where the horse was supposed to be meant for was the turf. They just was coming along and there was nowhere to run a Florida bred on the turf throughout the summer. So I like this horse. I love the price. And uh, coming out of that stakes race on the synthetic first time versus winners, I think he's well prepared for this at 12 to one, Mike.
0: Yeah, he's going to need to keep improving, right? Uh, $185,000 yep. $185, son of audible. Do you think this one's going to keep getting better? Lost the 11 in the first start. Uh, that was a sprint over the synthetic though. So you, you think that the two mm-hmm. turns to make a difference and that's a positive. We know how much you like Zaya. So don't hate mm-hmm. that one at a price. Did you look at the seven general ledger at all? I did. Yeah. He's interesting. His first time
1: trying synthetic, but it was a sappy, or I'm sorry, turf, but it was a sappy horse. It was on dirt three times. Um, last out, com- just completely bombed in a, in a Florida bred stakes race, but with the breeding by Summer Front, it wouldn't surprise me if this horse took to the turf. I just, size is on the four, so I didn't really yeah. give him that much of a look.
0: Yeah, it was the, the Summer Front thing to me was like, hey, mate, this horse is probably better on turf than on the dirt just because of the breeding. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there when, when they actually take the turf. I think it's probably going to be tough for this spot, but one of those horses where if it runs, it's going to end up in my stable when we get a little easier spot to, to be able to play on the turf uh one last horse i see that uh, dennis
1: has said he's uh, if i was going with a price thoughts on the 10 speed horse when gate to wire laurel uh is tough and proving to be good on grass is 20 to 1 so we're not going to say that but uh first i <laughs> your thoughts on the horse but also which is harder to uh, pronounce mike the horse's name of the 10 or the name of the jockey that rode it the last five times <laughs> oh uh Tokyo, maybe I thought it was Takayo until just right now. It's Tokayo. Yeah, Tokayo
0: Tokyo isn't that tough. My woman La- from Tokayo. La Pustina? Leah Pustina. Pus- Leah Pustina? That's like two names. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, um, yeah. Anyways, in yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I don't like the post with the with the combination of needing the speed. That to me is the, nope. the issue there. Like I just don't, I don't see a world where the ten clears, and I don't see a world where the ten is able to be two or three wide and win the race.
1: Yeah, and also a huge jump up from Laurel Park allowance races from the fall. Yeah, so I go right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, any interest in the eleven at all? Akiro? No. No, I think this horse, uh combination of the post and talent just doesn't really have a shot.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I wasn't big on it either. Another one that it feels like you're going to end up flung wide on that first turn because we're going 7.5. That's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining
1: Mike and I to talk about the Late Pick 5 at Gulfstream Park on Saturday, December 9th, races 7 through 11. If you are listening on the podcast, we'll give out our tickets one last time, if you're watching on YouTube, take a look down below. It's right there as well. I'll go ahead first. I'm gonna go six seven with two seven nine ten with three seven with
0: three four with two four five eight sixty four dollars per fifty cents, Mister Sonic. I'm gonna play a little bit different style, different style ticket. I'm just gonna play a three dollar ticket here. Go six seven with two six with seven with three four with two three. That'll be forty eight dollars for three bucks. Over at RacingDudes.com, it's
1: uh, Mike Somich's favorite day of the year tomorrow. It's opening at Oaklawn Park, uh, Friday, Yay. December 8th. Can't wait for the I'm sorry, sprint. I said Mike Somich. I meant Aaron Hulchman. oh I thought you were just being mocking. I was mocking, yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. Now Aaron's excited. We're excited. Mike, not so much until they open up the turf course again. But uh, we've got previews for this country. big stakes races this weekend. There's one Friday, two on Saturday. And then also the Starlet Stakes, Kentucky Oaks prep race. Uh, Bob Baffert trying to win his record seventh straight and tenth overall, and he's got two horses in there. Really hoping Chattelis can stop the Baffert train. Really don't think it's going to happen. Did you hear about the big announcement from Churchill today?
0: Uh no! What now? The Derby's being moved to Ellis? Like <laughs> no, no. They they uh, they have a new hire. They hired Oakland's turf guy to fix their turf course. <laughs> Jesus, they might as well. I mean uh send him to fa- he did such a good job at fairgrounds you might as well sit there i can't believe that they, they let the colonial guy go the only person in the whole company that know how knows how to handle the turf course they let go
1: that's that's classic cdi though is what that is uh speak, speaking of the racing dudes uh of course with the Goldstream uh thursday show you don't need to worry about that but due to bet sports you got free nfl picks and college football rants that show's coming up in 10, 11 minutes from now uh, live. So at 5 Central, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. And then just before us, uh, Blinkers Off decided to do the fantasy draft while we were live. So we couldn't watch for any collusion, Mike. But apparently we drew pick number 11. There's 11 teams because now Dr. Miranda and Dr. Tang are a uh, team. So now there's 11 teams because there 10 was not enough. for We do 10 for years and... I mean, I could have voted on a couple of different people that we should have just let go and then let them come in. But, you know, whatever. Aaron yeah, still
0: seems to like those people. Can we change their team name to a doctor and a degenerate? And not and tell also Miranda. And not tell anyone <laughs> which is which? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Actually, that's good. A doctor, a degen, and also Ronald. Yeah. And then Ronald Tang. And then a guy who throws ridiculous birthday parties, right? My goodness, those. Uh, okay, so that was a good one, but then, well, I told you about the one the next weekend. the the uh, The scenery was a little better at the at the the one I went to, but Doc had the better food. Doc had the better food. The In n Out truck, you'll always win my heart with In and Out truck. Um, I did want to also bring up something because I like pick eleven for this, right? Because we're on the horn, so we'll get picks eleven and twelve. So if we can't decide between one, we got a couple, and also like we can just sit there and dick around for. Ninety nine percent of the show instead of ninety eight percent of the show, so that helps as well. well. But do you like uh, pick number eleven? I
0: feel like if it, it evens the playing field, to be honest. I mean, now other people have <laughs> it, so I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> uh, somebody said, "Yeah, no." I mean, I'm ex, I'm excited about that. Also, because if it's not like a fierceness, fierceness, I believe has to be the first overall pick. But then after that,
0: well, I, I hate don't know. like fifth. I hate sixth right? Like those seem like, because then you end up with one good horse and then you're just taking four shots. Like at, at 11, 12, at least you feel like you have two horses that you can draft that you feel like you have a general idea of what they're going to do moving forward versus like when you end up with like the fifth or sixth spot, you're just like, Oh, I'm going to take this horse and hopefully this one just carries you. Right.
1: I would like to, uh, I just realized I would like to remind everybody the last time the managing Mike show picked 11th overall, Epicenter, thank you very much. Uh, so probably not gonna have another epicenter this year, but uh, we'll see what we can do there. But anyways, over at dot we've got the previews for uh, all of the big stakes races at Oaklawn and uh, in Los Al. I guess we'll call that a big stakes. And of course, previews for Gulfstream Park. It sucks that the Wait a While Stakes wasn't in the sequence. That's for the two year old fillies on turf, but we have a preview for that over on the site as well. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to this weekend, Mike?
0: Um, you know what. Not really. I mean, it's kind of a a lot. It's like football's not great this weekend. We don't have any more college football. You talked about all the horse racing I'm looking forward to already. I'm a little interested in the NBA in-season basketball tournament, which has already started somehow. I didn't even realize they were playing NBA at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the West Coast. Uh, The finals are on Saturday in Vegas, so that'll be kind of fun. There's a lot of people I know in Vegas this weekend, actually. I've got a lot of DMs for people, so hopefully I get to see some friends out there. Uh, Well, apparently people went from the racing symposium up to las vegas because Well, that in, makes sense yeah so like uh, there are some people that i know they're going there do we want to talk about the racing symposium at all or do you just want to leave that one alone
1: was there anything worthwhile is that where they announced the, the saratoga belmont thing which is i think a good thing and that's all that needs to be said <laughs> no
0: they have like panels that talk about different issues in the oh i didn't know if
1: there or... was something specific about it that you wanted to talk about
0: it's just funny to me that you send the same fifty people to try and solve the same problem they couldn't solve a year prior to the same place and charge like seven hundred dollars for everyone to go there. It's the and same fifty
1: think... people that were at the Breeders' Cup draw that it paid right. seven hundred dollars to get into that stupid
0: bullshit. It's just like, <laughs> guys, like we're just spinning a wheel here. What are we doing? Anyway. Uh, oh, that's grace. Yeah, it's just—it's just kind of ridiculous to me. It's like, okay, we'll just. We'll keep hearing the same people's opinions on the same things and we'll assume it's going to change. What could possibly go wrong?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, we're happy that you joined us for this one. Nothing will go wrong when you watch the Magic Mike show and spend more time with us. We'll be back next week, Monday, for probably another uh, midweek pick five if there's any track or sequence carryover that you want us to target let us know you can always contact us on twitter or x i am at Curtis keller he is at some obama 18 number one number eight corporate overlords at racing underscore dudes make sure you check out vcin on youtube for this guy's beautiful mug right here talk about football friday saturday and sunday
0: uh 4 p.m is your start time those three days uh friday two to three pacific five to six eastern and then saturday and sunday four to seven pacific seven to ten eastern
1: Boom, there you go. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you back here on Monday and over at RacingDudes.com. We've got free picks for every race, every track, every day across the country, and the Samo Bombs, again, by this guy right here. Until Monday, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck this week.
0: The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust
1: the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.